Okay. Okay, ready? Selfies are out of the way. All right. Welcome, guys, back to Newly Meds. If you're watching us for the first time and listening to us, or one of the other, I guess. Yeah. Welcome. Could be both. This is our first time recording with visual as well, so that's really exciting. This is attempt number two. No, so, this is like attempt number 25. This, this, yes. This is recorded attempt number two. to work because yes. we have like been through it with the camera situation right now. We just recorded a minute of footage that then told us the memory card was full and we had to take a technical break, but we're back. We're back. And I'm going to keep staring at this camera and pray that it works. Yes. It's going to work. Yes. I believe. I'm feeling really good about this. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of like an episode where we really want to talk about the lag time between realizing a goal or a career or a position or a next step and the experience of actually achieving that Yeah, and what the in-between looks like. Because a lot of people, you see the highlight reel, right? You yeah. see all the... The steps. The accomplishments. And I think this really was clear to me when I was looking at, because you never post on Instagram. No. Really. I don't. And so all of your posts are like milestone things. Yeah. Like our wedding, you know, graduating undergrad, graduating medical school. Like it's like, you know. Milestones. Yeah. Milestones. And so that's what you see when you see people's lives or what they share with the internet and with the world. And there's years in between those milestones. Yeah. And so we want to talk today about like what that looks like and like how do you, what do you do in that lag time between yeah. having a goal or a vision and experiencing the manifest reality of that. Yeah. Because those are, that's a hard thing to navigate. And I think especially for people in their 20s, that's all you're doing. Yeah. That's all you're doing. You're especially not, in healthcare. You're not experiencing any of those or very few moments are the experience of the vision. Yeah. It's it's very much the gap in between. Yeah. And I think I think we wanted to talk about it because we're both kind of in a gap. Right? Yeah. I'm in my first year of training, but I haven't started the residency that I applied for yet, so I'm waiting for that. Yeah. You've applied to NP school, mm-hmm. but you're not there yet, right? So mm-hmm. we're in that gap right now. And like you said, it's all milestones and especially in medicine it's like there's always the next milestone it's if you're a doctor it's like undergrad then med school then residency then you're in attending then you're just starting out then you try to get a better position you know it's like there's Mm. always like a next 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 and with nursing you know you go to nursing school and then if you want to continue it's like to be an np or or a nurse anesthetist right like there's there can always be another step yeah and um can you explain like what that's looked like for you yeah or let's explain a little bit about where we are in our background in case for people that are listening for the first time oh yeah so oh man like, where are you in your medical training where am i that's a great question so <laughs> i am I? an intern and if you've watched gray's anatomy 
everyone oh, everyone good... everyone always relates to Grey's Anatomy. They're like, oh, like in Grey's Anatomy, and I, I've never seen it, so I, I guess wow, I assume... that's like sacrilege. I can't believe you've never seen. Grey's I, I know Anatomy. one of my best friends in med school was like, I became a doctor because of Grey's Anatomy. That's like, like a terrible I res- reason to become a doctor. I'm sorry. <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> I, I call you out honesty. on that one. It's like literally the furthest thing from the truth. <laughs> I, and if anything, Grey's Anatomy convinces you not to be in medicine. It's also not realistic at all. No. Right. So anyway, so I'm an intern. Um, which is your first year of residency training. Um, and that is your first year of training after you graduate medical school, right? So I've done undergrad four years. I did medical school four years. And now this is my first year of training after that. And I have MD on my name. I have a degree, but I'm brand new. Like I'm fresh. Yeah. So like you're technically a doctor, but you're not licensed to practice. Correct. And you have independently like tons of people overseeing you. Yeah. You have a full team. Uh, this is more so to make people comfortable out there who go to like a training hospital, right? I'm not the first line of decision making. I make the decisions that then go to my senior, that then go to the attending, who is someone who's completed their medical training, kind of overseeing everything. So that gives me a chance to practice, but also I have backup and I have supervision um, and I have guidance and teaching. So what that means for me is I'm brand new and I'm learning stuff every day. Like every day there's something I don't know. Every day there's some part of putting in orders or talking to patients or questions or like certain things that I've haven't encountered and I'm constantly learning. So it's a, you're in that learning curve. It's a stretch. Yeah. And explain to people how like your intern year is different than your residency. Yeah. Yeah. Explain that because people don't understand that. So for radiology, um, your first year is, um, usually either, uh, just medicine, which is sort of like a broad, Like if you were to go to the hospital, you would be on like a medicine floor for the most part. Um, Surgery or what's called a transitional year, which is sort of a combination of a bunch of things. And it's like a foundational year. You're not doing any radiology, but you are practicing medicine and you get to see what it's like to interact with patients directly, be firsthand on a team, know what it's like to order images and know what you're looking for. It kind of gives you like the groundwork before you start radiology. Because with or radiology other speci- or, or other specialties. Specialty. Yeah. yeah. So that like when I go off to my specialty, I know what it's like to be on a regular, you know, kind of the primary provider team. I know what they're looking for and I know how to provide that to them better. So do all specialties have an intern year? Because there's like surgery that has its own thing. Yeah. Explain which specialties you have to do a prelim year and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so what I'm describing is called a prelim year and only certain specialties have prelim years where you do your first year in something broad, and then you get more more narrowed. Um, radiology is one. Radiation oncology is one. I think so. Ophthalmology is one, but they they do some ophthalmology during their first year. Neurology is one, but they do some neurology during their first year. Um, so there's a couple specialties like that. Whereas other specialties like surgery, you just start surgery right away. And yeah, yeah. you're an intern, but it's not like a prelim year. Surgery. That's exactly. It's it's what you're training yeah. in. Yeah. And then the internal medicine subspecialties, that's three years of internal medicine. And you and just go straight. You start that residency straight, the right. three years. And then you would do your fellowship. Exactly. So if you were going to do like cardiology GI or, or GI. endocrine or whatever. Yep. You would do three years of medicine and then you would apply to fellowship. 
So it's just different ways. So of... for those people who just wanted to do, to do internal medicine, they only had to apply to the internal medicine residency, right? Correct. And you yeah. had to apply to a prelim year separately yep. and a residency separately. Yep. So it was some, two different applications. Some specialties, it's included. <clears throat> some specialties, like I think ophthalmology and neurology at a lot of programs, if you get into a program, it includes the intern and full residency years. But radiology is one of those special specialties where you have to apply separately for both. Which is stressful. And how but. I think this applies, like us explaining this to this topic of lag time is like, you're literally in that period right now. Yeah. Where like, you know, you're going to be a radiologist, like you're already in the program, Yeah. but you have to do this a year right. that's not radiology at all. Right. And it's random other internal medicine specialties that you get floated around to. Right. So how do you... How do you keep showing up even though you're doing, you're, you feel like you're not actualizing or doing what you want to do? Yeah. I mean, it's hard. You know, the way that I try to think about it is that kind of related to what we're going to talk about today, right? Is you can learn something every day, even if it's not what you want to do yet. Yeah. So when I go in and I have conversations with patients, and I learn how to interact with other people, how to empathize, how to have, um, you know, conversations where I simplify medicine or interact with other teams. I'm learning like communication skills, interpersonal skills. When I'm a radiologist, people are going to call me and say, hey, we ordered this and you said this. Can you explain why? Yeah. And I'm learning how to explain things right now. Yeah. I'm learning what the team needs when they order images, right? Mm -hmm. When they order something, what are they hoping I'm going to say, you know? If I, you know, I look at an image and you can't say 100% certain, you know, what you're looking at, but there are multiple possibilities, how to list each possibility out specifically, how to say this is more likely versus this, but this is still possible because that's what those teams are looking for mm -hmm. when they're trying to make a decision based yeah. on images. So I just try to go in and think of it as what am I going to learn today? I'm going to learn something. And yeah. no matter what I learn, that will stick with me and I'll use it somehow. Mm. You know, I think that's really important because I always come back to this and I made this a point to say in my NP school applications, I guess you explained your history. Yeah. So I'll explain mine. Well, yeah, so explain. I've been a nurse for about four years now. I did a nurse residency program in internal medicine and in med surge, acute med surge. Um, I stayed there for a year at a magnet hospital and then I left and I did outpatient endoscopy for a little bit less than a year and then I got into integrative medicine IV infusion which is what I do now and I basically do wellness infusions um, which is like vitamins um, hydration therapy and then some other like alternative and complementary therapies so um, my my long-term goal is to be a women's health nurse practitioner and to be an integrated women's health pra nurse practitioner that you know treats the root cause of things like infertility hormone imbalance um, endometriosis, PCOS, and all of those things, yeah. um, and does, you know, wellness prevention, that type of, and like women's health optimization. That is my passion. Yeah. Love it. Can't wait. Yeah. But I'm in the, in the gap because when we were living in New York, it was not really an option for me to go back to school. Um, 
and it just wasn't the right time. Yeah. So now I'm super excited, but I'm, you know, waiting to hear back and, you know, got to start the program and it's going to be a few years till I start practicing. So I'm kind of having the same thing where it's like, wow, I know that God has called me to such great things and to impact people and women specifically in such huge ways because I see glimpses of that, of that in what I do now. Um, Especially working in integrative medicine, I get so many women that come in carrying so much trauma and carrying so much, uh, so many issues with their health that they haven't been able to find a provider who can really take care of them holistically and comprehensively and fit the trauma part and the energetic healing part in, which is what I want to do. And um, I get to have those interactions with them. And I'm like, wow, like this is it for me. You know, yeah. like, this is so exciting, but I'm not there yet. Where right. it's like, that's not my fully, like not really my role yet. Where I'm right. not ordering lab tests and medications and um, supplements and tests and all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm kind of in the in-between, but this is how this connects is that in healthcare, it's one thing to know how to diagnose and treat patients. Mm. It's another thing entirely in healthcare to know how to navigate the healthcare system for efficiency and for optimal patient outcomes. And that is not something that you learn in school No, because how many different procedures and algorithms and things have you learned even in this first, you know, six months. I've learned an insane amount. Right. Because everything you do, there's a step by step, Right. way of doing it and you'll learn that every institution you work at does it slightly differently and you learn that even though something may be the way the textbook teaches it becomes different in practice right like let's say um, for cortisol levels there's a 24-hour urine cortisol collection mm-hmm. in a hospital that may not be realistic at all what if a patient forgets what if you don't collect it you know it's like collecting something like that for 24 hours and then you have handoff where that right people won't get switch handed shifts. off or like something will you know right it's really hard to do tests like so that. it's like it doesn't work yeah. out so you do other methods right mm-hmm. or the first line treatment is astronomically expensive and it's like mm-hmm. you're going to drive people into debt trying to give them the first yeah. line treatment so you have to work around it yeah and you have to think of something else yeah. um and especially with radiology we're thinking about safety right we don't want to expose you to radiation unless you need it Right. Mm-hmm. Unless we it's going to help your health. So it's always that kind of decision making and right. you have to learn how the hospital works. And, and navigating I feel like, insurance and navigating oh, insurance for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, sending in prescriptions properly, like part of my job when I do administrative tasks, because um, I work in like outpatient private practice. So as a nurse, I take a lot of administrative roles, too, where I'm talking with pharmacies and with patients and portal communication and all that. And the amount of time and, and healthcare dollars that's saved by just clinicians writing prescriptions properly yeah. with all of the information, the dose, the time, the frequency, right. the length, the duration, whatever, like that would save so much time. And so the fact that I've been able, I've had to clarify a lot of those things on behalf of yeah. practitioners, I know how to do it now. Yeah. So hopefully that will save me time in the future in that learning curve as a practitioner when I'm learning to, you know, I don't have to learn how to do that. Right. Or if I know that a certain medication is rarely covered and is going to require a prior off, like how do I prepare for that? And how do I submit that efficiently and effectively for the patient? And yeah, I, I think it's important to say too, like from our perspective, this is, it's not easy. 
you know, we're sitting here and saying, well, we're, you know, I'm learning all this stuff. Oh my gosh. Every day I learn something new. <laughs> when you wake up at 5 a.m. every to day, do something you don't want to do. Six days in a row. Not necessarily, and, and it's, doesn't always have to be something you don't want to do, but maybe it's something that you're not passionate about, right? Or like it's the step before the thing you really want to do. Yes. It's hard. And some days you sit there and you're like, I wish I was already at the next step. Right. And there's a big temptation to sit around and say, I'll be happy when. I'll yeah. be happy when I am graduate med school, which I definitely thought. I'll be happy when I'm done with residency. I'll be happy when I'm an attending. I'll be happy when I have this income or I live in this area or whatever. And you forget to live in the present. You yeah. forget to live in the in-betweens because you're just like, well, I can't enjoy my life right now because my life's not going to get better until this time yeah. period. So I just have to sit around and wait for that time period yeah. to come. I know this is a really basic analogy, but I think of like a staircase and yeah. I always want to be from one level to the next. Yeah. And I don't want to take the individual steps to get there. Yep. And I just think how silly is that? Yeah. And um, when you're walking up those each of those steps, that's when the self-limiting beliefs come in. That's when the discouragement comes in. Yeah. That's when you can lose the vision. Right. Because if you get so burnt out on one level... You don't want to keep waking up and taking that step. Right. So you have to keep plugging yourself in and connecting yourself in the environment that you want to be in, yeah. whether that's going to conferences or listening to podcasts or getting resources. Like for me, wanting to do women's health, I just bought a um, a botanicals guide for women's health, like an evidence-based guide written by a OBGYN an integrative OBGYN that's like my role model, Dr. Aviva Ram. Love her. Love her. Yeah. Uh, she's great. And so that got me so fired up again and excited. And then there's a bunch of other books on the topic of women's wellness that I'm going to yeah. buy and read. So it's like that can be something that you do in the in-between or just one step at a time. Like what is the logical next step for you yeah. in accomplishing that huge goal? Right. Like is that continuing to show up? and go to your lectures is yeah. that going to be putting you know looking for what you can glean i don't know why but when i think about this topic i think of gleaning and gleaning means to extract from various sources and to collect gradually and by bit by bit mm. and it's just like it's not all wasted yeah. like where you are right now you're there for a reason yeah and you have to look around and look at what you can draw hmm. from those experiences and not necessarily what it's lacking or what it's missing or what you don't like yeah. about it, but what impact can you make right there? Yeah. Because that is going to lead you to the next thing. Yeah. Inevitably everywhere. We're always where we need to be yeah. at the exact right time. And you have to believe that if you're going to get anywhere. Yeah. You and know? I think it's like human nature almost to struggle with stuff like this because the way our brains work is with large contrasts, right? Mm. If you flip a light switch on, you get like a big reaction, right? You're going to be like, oh my God, what a big change. But if you were to gradually increase a light source super slowly, you may not realize until the light's all the way on, like, oh, the light's been turning on this whole time, right? Because we don't, you know, we don't see gradual change. We see big changes. It's like going to the gym, yeah. And you go to the gym consistently for two years and the whole time you look at yourself and you're like, I'm not making any progress. And then you look at a picture from two years ago and you go, oh, there's that big contrast. Yeah. But I didn't see it 
gradually. Yeah. So I feel like something that you and I keep trying to practice is like journaling, right? Mm-hmm. Writing, th- writing your thoughts down, mm-hmm. practicing gratitude in the morning, because when you sit back and reflect, you can see the changes, yeah. right? If you're just living day by day and you're gradually changing, you may not realize how much you've learned, right? Yeah. It's like I reflect back on med school now that I'm around med students and I'm like, oh, I remember what it was like to be in their position and now I'm in a position where I can teach. And it's like, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. You know, when did that happen? Yeah. Because you feel clueless the whole way sometimes. Yeah. And um, so I think like tracking your own progress, writing stuff down, taking a moment to pause and like reflect on how far you've come. Yeah. Lets you see those contrasts. And like break it down. Like if you have a timeline or something or a big goal that you want to accomplish or a next step, graduating nursing school, starting residency, getting into medical school, whatever it is, pharmacy, paramedic, whatever your specialty or thing is, break that big goal down into mini steps and just take the next step. Do the next next best thing. Do the next logical thing. And something that I've been going through with my therapist, shout out to therapy, we're big fans of therapy, is the stages of change and how in all different goals in your life, you're in a different stage of change, whether yeah. it's pre-contemplation. You'll, if you took psych or any psych class, you'll this will sound very familiar. Pre-contemplation, contemplation, change, or action, and then maintenance. And so think about your goals that you want to accomplish and where you are and know that it's perfectly okay that you're in, you might be in the pre-contemplation phase. I want to lose weight. Maybe I should lose weight. Yeah. Okay, I can lose weight. How do I lose weight? I start going to the gym. I start eating better. I start tracking my food. I start tracking my water. Yeah. That's the action phase. How do I maintain this? See how it gradually grows? Yeah. It's about the next step ahead of you and not 10 years down the line. Yeah. And the limiting beliefs for me are so, not to switch gears so quickly, but it's just something that we need to talk about is yeah. like, they get, they will get you and you won't even be conscious of it. And that's why I'm such a fan of meditation yep. and positive affirmations and scripting. And we've been really into scripting lately, which is in the morning when you write down how you want your day to look as if you're looking back on your day. Yeah. So, but it's a retrospective point of view, but from the morning. So you're saying... You know, I had a great day today. All my patient interactions were wonderful. I stayed on track with how I wanted to eat. I had a great workout at the gym. I smiled and I expressed gratitude for my coworkers. Mm -hmm. I had such good energy and mental clarity today. Like you're writing it in a retrospective way, if that makes sense. But it's in the morning. Yeah. That programs your physiology to want to live in congruence with that because you've decided that's already how your day is going to go. And it's just super powerful. Every time yeah. I do it and be intentional about it, I notice a difference in my day. Yeah. And then meditating. Like now I cannot, it's a non-negotiable for me. Yeah. Vipassana meditation, 10 minutes, Google it, YouTube search. And yeah. it's just notice your thoughts. Be outside of your mind. Don't identify with your mind because that's how the limiting beliefs become, you become attached to them. Right. You don't just think, oh, I had a thought that I wasn't worthy of that. You really believe and identify with the feeling of unworthiness and that creates your reality. Yeah. I think it's really incredible how much your mind impacts your behaviors and your feelings throughout the day. 
And I think... You've recently come to understand that. I've only recently come to understand it because I think I was skeptical because sometimes it feels silly. Of course, it feels woo-woo, but now we're totally down the (laughs) woo-woo. Well, oh, for sure. But but it's like we don't realize that we already script our day, right? Because so if I wake up and I say, today's going to be a great day, today's going to be a great day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the best of today. You know, it's early, but it's okay because I'm up and I'm, you know, in medicine and I'm doing what I love and today's going to be a great day. You know, I looked at that before and was like, well, I'm just lying to myself. I'm just being ridiculous. Like, I, what, am I going to change my behaviors because I'm telling myself something? But then no, yeah, when I literally. wake <laughs> up and I say, today's going to suck, right? And I wake up and I'm like, oh, God, it's so early. Today's going to be such a rough day. I'm scripting. Yeah. So you are creating that reality. Exactly. Once you have that thought, you're going to look for things in your environment and your life to be congruent with that thought. So now you're paying attention. You're looking out for all the negative things. Right. Instead of saying today is great. I'm so blessed. I'm abundant. I am wealthy. Right. And you find things to match that thought. So if you are watching and if you were to look around your room, right, wherever you are, look around and find a bunch of things that are brown. Okay, anything in the room that's brown. Just look around, find things that are the color of the brown. Okay, now that you've found all those things, tell me something in your room that's red, right? And you're going to sit there and go, well, I wasn't looking at red. I was looking at brown. That's what I was paying attention to. Yeah. It doesn't mean there aren't things in your room that are red. You just weren't looking at them, right? Mm-hmm. So Fix your it's, focus. Such a, it's a, such a quick example, and that was from Tony Robbins. So shout out to Tony Robbins for that Great little guy. example. I think he uses the teal, the blue car example or whatever, yeah, but it's right? the but same concept. You're not, you know... All you do, all you're doing is shifting your focus. So yeah, mm-hmm. there may be brown things in the room, but the reality is there may be red things too, right? So there may be negative aspects to your day, but there probably are good ones too. So yeah. focusing on the good, all you're doing is allowing yourself to enjoy your day. It doesn't mean you're lying to yourself or ignoring the bad. No, you're choosing to focus on what's yeah. good. And what in and looking back on your day, recapping just to close, like something realistic you can do is identify one thing that you did one small step that you took to get you towards that bigger goal yeah and like for me even though i'm not in that provider role where i'm providing you know that type of care for women i'm still able to look at the prescription refills that come in and the doses of levothyroxine and lyotheronin yeah that these people are on for their thyroid right you know i'm able to learn about hormone replacement therapy by the nature of our practice and what doses are common and what the practitioners are doing i'm able to look at their visit notes and see you know what the patient's complaints are and what kind of treatments they're ordering for them and and like all of that is going to you know be beneficial for me and those are little things i can do right where i am right to get me to that place right yeah yeah. So the lag time, the lag it time. freaking sucks. It does. It sucks when you notice it, you know? Yeah. It sucks when you realize that all you're doing is focusing on the next step. And then you're like, okay, well, where did the days go? Yeah. Right? I'm just like so miserable now because I just keep looking forward. Because life is to be lived in the present. There's no other moment besides the present. Yeah. This is the, this is the only moment that exists. Yeah. Yeah. And we keep looking at our camera because it's getting close, but we're we're gonna we're gonna close out here so we can make sure that we yeah, keep it. If if we lose video, then we're not gonna lose video. I know we can just say thank you for watching. Thank you. We're gonna keep going a little bit longer, and we'll see if the video follows. Um, but if not, you know, this is a great first step. I'm really happy that we're doing this. Yeah. 
you know? So let's just, you know, close out by saying um, a couple things that people can practice, right? That we've been trying to practice to um, be more present and to make their way through the gap, right? Mm. So it's about shifting your focus, right? Focusing on the positive aspects of the day. And what you can glean. Focus on what, what you, you can, can glean. What you can take from the situation that you're in to propel you into the future and what right. your vision is. And making strategic decisions that I am going to do this with intention and in purpose. Right. Because this is going to fit into my future somehow. And somehow right. we don't know what that looks like Yeah. in the present. Right. But it all works together for our good always. Yeah. Everything is always working out for me at all times and in all ways. Buy a journal, okay? Buy a journal. Quinn this sent is, me to the store and said, me. buy a manly journal for me. <laughs> that is what he said. I was like, um, they don't have those. Yeah, buy a journal I got him and, a black and one. write down your thoughts and look and reflect back on them. And, and inquire against your thoughts, Yeah. right? Not everything you'd think is true. Right. Not everything you think is based in reality. Those were limit. That's where limiting beliefs come in because anything you can visualize, you can experience and yeah. achieve and have. Right. And for anyone skeptical, this is the base of, basis for cognitive behavioral therapy, which is peer-reviewed research like in medical school, your thoughts impact your behaviors and your behaviors impact your thoughts. This is all part of that. It's and your all feelings. part of those. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So... You know, give it a try, give it a chance, wake up in the morning when you don't want to do something and tell yourself you're going to have a good day and just keep doing it. Keep saying it until you believe it, until you, you know, straighten your back, Mm -hmm. you know, broaden your shoulders, you know, put your body forward towards the world. Don't hunch over and and close yourself in and bring yourself down, like be upright, allow your your body to be the external that you experience. Exactly. And on your way to work, tell yourself this is going to be a good day. Put on your favorite song. You know, Toxic by Britney Spears and be like, you know, this is going to be the best day ever. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad that we're back and we're doing this dang thing and that you're seeing the visual. And um, yeah, make sure to like, comment and subscribe. Let us know what questions you have for us or what topics you want us to talk about. And that's it. 